the other side. Now presenting. Channeling Eric's Hour of Enlightenment. Hello, you guys. I'm so happy to be here with you on another Tuesday evening. I hope you guys had a wonderful Memorial Day and that you did not forget to really give your prayers, your love, and light to the veterans and those who have died uh, fighting for our freedom and those who are still in harm's way. So I will I will say that uh, I was in harm's way most of the yesterday because I had to battle with a whole bunch of kids at a pool party that was for my <laughs> fam, uh, daughter's 11th birthday party. But I came out of it unscathed, and I'm sucking the air <laughs> out of all the pool toys. That takes forever. But anyway, we are so <laughs> delighted to have a guest with us, Sherry Pearl, who I've known for a long time. Uh, she has this prayer registry that I'm sure she'll talk about. Uh, but I want Sherry, and she does too, of course, will, uh, to discuss her journey from a non-believer, just like me, to now an EVP researcher, among other things. And she'll probably just hopefully give us some some idea of you know, how EVPs are made, how you can record them, etc. So she's a spiritual healer and advisor. An interface minister, that's so cool, and a published author, the founder of the, as I said, the prayer registry. So uh, you guys want to learn more about Sherry, and we'll say this toward the end, uh, you know, as far as her prayer registry and her EVP, electronic voice phenomena, are concerned. Her site is very simple. It's SherryPearl.com, and S-H-E-R-I-P-E-R-L.com, not not Pearl like uh a pro necklace. All right, go for it, Sherry. Tell us all you got. And hello, by the way, Michelle Gray is with us, channeling uh, Eric for us. Hi, Michelle, and hi, Eric. I love you. Hello, <laughs> Lisa. And Eric says, hello, Mom, and we both love you. Oh, <laughs> thank you. How nice. All right, Sherry. And okay, take it away. I'm yeah. more than happy to, and I'm honored to be here with you guys. Of course, I've known Eric since 2009 when I first opened the prayer registry. Eric was one of mm-hmm. the first children that was registered, and I have loved him ever wow. since. So, I did not um, know that, Sherry. Wow. Yes, because I started the prayer registry in 2009. My son Danny and Eric both passed in 2008, and Elisa mm-hmm. was one of the first moms to register her son for prayer, and I have been interested in and followed your work ever since, and I think Eric is so cool. I'm sure him and Danny <laughs> have had a lot of good times together. He says, I, I don't mean to interrupt, but he's he's making me interrupt because he said he wanted he's to allowed. you earlier. Yes, and he was talking <laughs> to me and saying, say hi to Sherry, and then we started talking, so he says hi. And I also felt somebody else come in with him. And I said, Eric, who'd you mm-hmm. bring? And I heard Dan. Of course, so, that's oh my God. son. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm not the yes. least bit surprised because they're birds <laughs> of a feather. And, um, yes. that, you know, I, I've been very fond of Eric ever since I learned of him. I, You sent me his picture, Elisa, and I just fell in love with him and everything about Aww. his way of being and his way of presenting because he's so real. And he shows us that personality 
survives death and stays intact. And I truly appreciate that. So, you know, because I have 30 mothers, as mothers, that is so comforting to me. Um, Oh, he's so significant uh, in my life, very significant mm -hmm. in my life. Can you tell us about Danny? I I mean, are they kind of alike? Yes, Uh, I... Since I well, since I have only thirty minutes to talk, and we're going to be covering decades of my life, I want to get into it and try to tell okay. it as clearly and concisely as I can. Um, first, okay. I want to tell your listeners, whom some of them may still be on the fence as to the presence of spirit, that in 1967, I was 16 years old. I was the biggest non-believer you could ever have known. I truly believed that people who believed in the type of thing that we now talk about, write about, lecture about, were either deluded or just plain stupid. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I thought I was very smart at 16, and I knew better than this Been type of nonsense. Mm-hmm. Right. But I was diagnosed in 1967 with Crohn's disease, which is an inflammatory bowel disease, which causes tremendous pain. Well, you're a doctor. You probably know, Lisa. Oh, it's awful. Tremendous, it's awful, yeah. tremendous, horrible, horribly terrible disease. And because at that time, myself as well as my parents did not believe in anything alternative. And, you know, we're talking 1967 when even health yeah. foods weren't, in, weren't you know, discussed we did oh, only goodness. one thing, and that was we, we went and sought, um, you know, Western medical help. And mm-hmm. um, I was sick for about a year when I was told about a spiritual healer in Britain. And this was by a friend of my dad's who was British. And at the time, I said, that is absolute nonsense. I was actually insulted that anyone would kind of tell me that somebody in England could do some little magic trick and I would get well because I had a real serious disease. So I I didn't even, I would not pursue it. And the Crohn's continued to get worse and worse. And by 1969, it was the worst year I've ever lived through physically. Um, I started hemorrhaging very, very seriously from the bowel. And eventually, because we could not stop the bleeding, I was given blood transfusions as well as many surgeries. Oh, my and goodness. The, the, the blood, yes, and in 1969, they did not check blood. So I was infected with the hepatitis C virus. Oh, I've missed yeah, so that I, it was very, very serious. By 1970, I had no colon, and I was um, kind of adjusting to life at that time with an ileostomy. Thank goodness it was a temporary one. But yeah. I was 18 years old, so it was a hard adjustment. Oh, but, yeah. But, um, you know, imagine having an 18-year-old girl, but and, and, and very modest type yeah. of girl who, you know, certainly wasn't prepared for anything like that. Um, But after I I began to feel very ill again in um, the fall of 1970, and um, they just told me I had hepatitis and to bed rest, which we did. I bed rested for six months and had blood tests every month, and there was no no change. So by May of that year, um, the doctors were just learning about hep C in 1970, and they said, well, you know, we have this other form of hepatitis it's chronic it it doesn't heal itself with bed rest we must do a biopsy and see if that's what she has and the biopsy yeah, confirmed non-B. Cro- we called it 
non A non B right. at that time because it was right. not A, right. it was B, so it's non A non B. Right. Oh. It, so they called it chronic hepatitis, and they told my yeah. parents to give money money to research, and hope that research oh. come up with a cure, because if they did not, I would not make another ten years. Now this was 1970, and oh. I I was a very very sick girl and. Um, my parents, of course, did not know what to do. They were panicked. And it was at this time that um, my mother handed me a book called The Search for Bridie Murphy, just to amuse, you know, give me something to think about. Oh, and yeah. um, you remember that book? It was about someone who yeah. was hypnotized and remembered a past life. And the book made mention of the great psychic and healer, Edgar Casey. So I started yes. reading the Casey books, and there was one particular story in which a young girl was declared insane by her doctors. She was just losing her mind, and the parents were told to institutionalize her, and they certainly did not want to do that, so they went to see Casey. And Casey told them that the girl had a wisdom tooth, well, actually, those who don't know about Edgar Casey, he was called the sleeping prophet because he would basically yes. take a nap and he would go out of body. And he saw that this girl had a wisdom tooth that was impinging on a nerve in her brain and that if it was Ooh. removed, the wisdom tooth, that she would return to health. And so I remember thinking, oh, I wish this man was still alive. Maybe he could yeah. shed some light on what was wrong with me and then it occurred to me you know the whole thing that threw me about this story about the healer in Britain was that he was in Britain and the people I was told had been healed were living in the Bahamas and I just I used to say oh come on you're going to tell Remote, me that energy yeah. can you know energy will travel transatlantically that's impossible <laughs> but all of a sudden I started oh. to analyze and I thought well if Casey was lying in his bed sleeping but part of him saw inside the girl's mouth, saw that the wisdom tooth was impinging on a nerve, then part of Casey must be mobile because his physical body was in his bed. And that was the first that my mind thought, well, maybe energy can travel transatlantically. Maybe energy is mobile. And so with no belief, but just nothing to lose. I mean, just desperate to get well. Yeah. My father, um, I, we called my dad's friend and they got us the name of the sanctuary. It was in Britain. And my father at the time had an office in Britain. So they called the sanctuary and they said, well, yes, all she needs to do is send us a letter and let us know of the trouble for which help is needed. And so, yeah. I, I mean, to me, this was nearly unbelievable because no one was going to stick needles in me and make me drink barium. No one was even oh, going to God. examine me. I was in shock. I mean, I didn't believe it, but I also, you know, freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. I had nothing to lose. <laughs> they had given me yeah. a 10-year window, and they told me that the disease cells in my liver were attacking the healthy cells and scarring them, and that um, there was no way to reverse this. And so I wrote this 10-page letter, and my dad, who to the day he passed, teased me about the spirit doctors but nonetheless he offered to hand deliver my letter and he saw Mr. Edwards on a Thursday in June mm -hmm. in early June and the next night was Friday night and my dad had not come back from England I had not read any books on the subject this was not a faith healing in the sense of I believe because I didn't believe anything mm -hmm. I was just desperate but that Friday yeah. night I, I had so much energy 
I was flying. And I kept wow. telling my family, you know, something's happening. Because I, I also have a tingling feeling in the liver area, like when you cross your legs and get those in the needles. Yeah. I could feel my liver kind of tingling. And everyone thought, well, she's having a good night. That's good. But I went for my usual set of monthly blood tests one, you know, a week or so, two weeks later, and it had jumped one-third of the way to normal. So I was really getting excited. My dad came back and gave me some books to read, and I still couldn't figure out, well, how is that energy getting from England to New Jersey, which was where I lived at the time, And then I started reading Mr. Edwards' books, and he explained that he did not work alone, but that he worked with spirit doctors who, being in the spirit realm, had no distance or time, and that they could then approach the patient Ah. more often when when they were sleeping and direct energy. Absolutely. No linear time, yeah. Right. And no distance. So they could enter into the patient. More often when they were sleeping because their minds were more open then and they would direct energy to the weakened part of the body, but they would also try to soothe the spiritual part of the person, which is very interesting because I felt very uplifted. I, I felt a sense of optimism that I had never formerly known. So I did feel wow. that something that I couldn't see, feel, or touch was helping me. And so um, I began to... Um, consider that there just might be this invisible world. Up until then, I, I did not believe in spirits, um, but I, I knew what I was experiencing, and that was that something I could not see, feel, or touch was helping me in ways that medical science had not in four long years. And so yeah. um, I was still, you know, then in September of that year, it's still 1970, I had another set of blood tests that said that they had jumped two thirds of the way towards normal. Oh, but then man. I went in, but then in December of that year of 1970, I had a set of blood tests on a Monday and I called Friday for the results. And the doctor told me to count my blessings. They have no explanation for this. My tests looked wonderful. So, you know, this was before the internet. So we had no instant emails. We worked through snail mail. So I sat down that night to write a letter to Mr. Edwards to tell him the good news. But the next morning, and this is really what clinched it for me. This is what broke me wide open. The next morning, there was a letter in my mailbox that read, Dear friend, I feel that the healing has finally reached you. And this week, you will be having tests that will prove to you the good news that healing has taken place. So please, when you... Right. When you get this information, please write to us so that we may all confirm this. And so at that point, I knew that there was something going on I didn't understand, but I was going to learn about it because no one else even wrote the man but me, and I had not written him about the blood test, and he knew the results before I did because that letter had to leave England before I even got the news. So. I now knew that there was a lot of things going on in this world that you could not see, feel, or touch, and I was determined to learn about them. 1971 was when I really began studying spirituality. I was 20 years old, and I ended up in the home of Jane Roberts, who many of your oh. listeners may have heard of. Yeah. She, would, she would go into trance, right, and speak. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. That's right. And she would, Seth would come through her and speak to the class. And that was for me the first demonstration of mediumship I had ever seen. It's also the place where I met my husband. And so um, I was so very taken with this. Awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway, um, it was the first time that um, I'd really seen that there was such a thing as a spirit taking over. I mean, he would just, Jane would go into trance and Seth would just speak in a different voice than Jane's and a very different mannerism. So I had a real demonstration of this happening. And so after that, I would go to mediums frequently just out of my interest. Um, And then um, a number of years later, well, actually, I should say on the practical end, I, we adopted my husband and I married and we adopted at, at birth three different children. And um, they were all babies when we brought them home. Um, There was first Aaron and then my son Daniel and then my daughter Jessica. And I have to say that Danny was a handful from the Um, get-go. He was diagnosed diagnosed in first grade as ADHD. And when they put that H in there, that hyperactivity disorder, you know, you're running after a kid. And it was... um, So, you know, I was involved in always learning and studying and reading and sometimes going to mediums. My interest was in spiritual healing and mediumship, but I was also very involved with the raising of my three children. And then, Mm -hmm. um, and and so in, Danny was 22 in 2008. We tried, we knew from the time he was a teenager that we felt he was at risk. We did everything we knew how, from wilderness programs to emotional growth boarding schools, all of which oh my he God. hated. We, uh, this story is so much like, uh, we have such similar stories. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, these boys put us through the mill. And um, yeah. one of the things Danny absolutely. And so um, when, when Danny passed in 2008, of course, I had this advantage in that I knew beyond any doubt that there was a realm of spirit and I was closely acquainted with many good mediums. And so I called up the office of Glenn Dove a few days after the funeral and just said, I Mm. needed an appointment. I came all the time. So no one really thought that, you know, Glenn had no idea and it was, there was a cancellation. So I was able to go one week to the day after Danny passed and he came through and we had the most incredible conversation. It was like mm. we covered everything that had happened in the week between the time we had seen each other. And, of course, he apologized profusely and, you know, yeah. totally said that, you know, he didn't have us on a roller coaster. And, you know, he totally took full responsibility for what had gone down. Um, Danny mm. overdosed on um, alcohol and prescription drugs. He was a self-medicator. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. interestingly, though, when, when right after he passed, I didn't know what to do. So um, I um, went to my um, email and I sent out an email to anyone I knew. I'd been working in healing for decades, so I knew I had so many names. And I just sent out this email saying, my son passed of an overdose. Please send a prayer. And one of the things the medium said to me is, who started the prayer list? And I said, well, I asked people to pray. And he said, well, Danny said mm-hmm. he, could be, he could be more down, he could have more regrets, but that prayer just kept coming to him and lifting oh. him and, and carrying him to, to a better place. And so um, mm-hmm. 
It was the following year, though, when we had our first anniversary of Daniel's passing that we didn't know what to do. We knew we needed support, but we didn't want to ask people to take another day off work. So my husband said, just have people send a prayer. So I did. And on Danny's passing date, which is July 1, my other son and my daughter and husband and I expected to feel really down. And we felt very strong. And finally, it occurred to me, it could could be all those prayers. And so at that point, I decided I want to start something that's free. It's a free service in which, in which any child that is registered, their name will be printed on the prayer registry calendars, which are public and at my website. And every year on their passing date, all the parents who are willing to do this they will all be sent an email the night before of who is due for prayer the next day. Mm. And we will all send prayer to the child and to the family. And so this, of course, has grown and is open to any of your listeners who are bereaved parents. Um, they can mm. just go to SherryPearl.com, and then they'll see in the search bar the first thing listed is the prayer registry. And when they go to that, if they scroll beneath the calendar, there's a tiny form they can fill out. And I will add their child and add them to the list so that they can be part of what I call the prayer team. And so for the first couple of years of Danny's passing, I went to numerous mediums because I wanted to be sure that if I went to a medium who did not know me and did not know Dan, that Dan would come through with his same humor yes. and, and that, that, that I wasn't just going to one medium who knew him so well. And this proved to be very, very fruitful. And so mm-hmm. I wrote a book. Well, my first book was written about my healing experience. This was written before Danny, before I even had children, <laughs> although I've updated it in 2011. And it's called Healing from the Inside Out and the Outside mm. In. And, and, of course, that's under the name of Sherry Pearl, and that's at Amazon. But after a couple of years of seeing the many ways that Daniel made his presence known, and I know Eric, because I've read some of the, the, the things that Eric did, they can make their mm-hmm. presence known when they want to. So I wrote they Lost can. and Found. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, yes. So I, I wrote Lost and Found, and that I self-published, and um, it's called Lost and Found, A Mother Connects Up with her son in spirit, also with Amazon, to let people know not only the many ways they come through, but ways that they can go about connecting up with their own child. And so um, I really mostly worked through what I heard in my head from Danny and confirming it with mediums. Now, in 2006, before Danny had passed, I was at the conference in Montreal, and Mark Macy mm-hmm. spoke, who's one of the leading uh, research, you know, EVP researchers, ITC actually, which stands for Instrumental Transcommunication, which oh, is yeah, not just right. voice. It's not just voice. Image, it can be too, images. Right, right exactly. Yes. So I was very intrigued. Uh, yeah, did you know, do you know uh, Sonia Rinaldi? Of course, she's a very close friend of mine. We oh, talk my God. all the well, time. She, she, I, was giving a, yeah, she was giving a conference. And she was uh, showing slides of the images of faces of the deceased, and all of a sudden, one image is of Eric, and she had no idea who Eric was. So it was pretty cool. Well, I mean, it's very it's, interesting it's because awesome. because when she doesn't know who someone is, she sends them to me, and I post them on my website under the Sonia Rinaldi image gallery. If she if, oh, if no one wow. turns up okay. and and recognizes them, then we she'll send to me 
things to post so that parents can take a look and see if they see wow. their child. If she had sent if she'd sent me Eric's picture, I certainly would have known who it was. But um, yeah. I'm starting to get images also now, so it, it, it the whole thing grows once well, you get you started. Yeah, well, Shay, how do you do the, that? Images, or the, uh, we should probably start with the electronic voice phenomenon because okay, that's we'll what that. I started with. But in any event, I didn't think in 2006 that I would ever do this. I didn't have a child in spirit. And um, to tell you the truth, it scared me a little bit back then. Yeah. But as it, you know, because you, you don't know what to think. And um, in 2014, I saw a documentary which I recommend to all your listeners it's entitled calling earth and it's on vimeo um but you know i've Mm. also got a link to it at my website so people can find it if they want and it's an absolutely outstanding really well-made documentary on itc um and so i watched that and i saw something called the big circle which was a group of parents and children communicating through evp so i I emailed a few people whose names were uh, in the video and I heard back from someone who said that they were not at that time recording as a group and they couldn't really help me. So I I dropped it. But fortunately in 2016, I was on a radio show just like this and a woman by the name of Vicki Talbot was listening in and she contacted me to register her son Braden with the prayer registry. And it Mm -hmm. turned out that she was in that documentary and she had been recording EVPs for many, many years. So she got me very excited. No coincidence. And then, no coincidence. She's a really close friend now. She's wonderful. Um, but in any event, I um, also found that there were directions on the AREI website how to configure your computer to record EVPs. But they were just too sketchy for me. I could not make head or tail out of them. So I hired a tech guy who, who's excellent. His name is Joshua Freed. And Joshua helped me get all the software in place that I needed to get started. And then I mm. tried it, and I, I had very instant success in getting EVPs I could hear. And so what I ended up doing was hiring Josh to make a user-friendly slideshow Um, so that anyone that wants to configure their computer to record EVPs can find that slideshow as a free download at my website. So, again, you go to SherryPearl.com, and on the welcome page is the search bar, and the first thing is the prayer registry. But if you go further down, you will see something that says the EVP line. And if you hit on that, it will take you to the page where you can download the slideshow, um, it's you download it in Keynote if you have a Mac. We made it a split screen, so it, it will teach you the directions for Mac and as well as the directions for PCs. And so it goes into PowerPoint if you have a PC, and it goes into Keynote if you have a Mac. And if you don't have Keynote or PowerPoint, those are the two things you might need to pay to download. But all the other software, we picked free software so that people should be able to get on their computer what they need. It's not all that much. You get a recording program. You get that is awesome. It's mm-hmm. all there. And, you, and then I made a video demonstrating how to actually make a recording. It, it, it shows you the face of 
the recording program that you download, which is called Audacity, and it shows you exactly how to use it. Because once oh, you have yeah, the exactly. yeah, yeah, right. Because once you have the components, people go, well, then how do I get started? So then I made the video. Um, YouTube video on how to make a recording. So it's really all there on my website. But when I teach, I tell people, this is not rocket science. I think what had me so concerned initially was it sounded so overwhelming. I just thought, how could I ever do this? But in fact, all we do is play sounds and record it. What makes this a phenomenon is that spirit is working with us and they know how we don't know how they know how but they know how to to infuse their thoughts onto the sound source and change it into audible sounds that we can actually hear now why do we use a sound source well because spirit can't make sound in our world but they can influence sound Ah, right. They can influence yeah. sound if we play it. So in the beginning, we all start out with using human vocal gibberish because, you know, plant a radish, get a radish. If you use human vocal gibberish, you will get EVPs that sound more human. Um, if you use purely electronic sound sources, they sound more robotic. Um, yes. it's, it's very interesting. Um, I eventually started experimenting with all different kinds of sounds because some people, some of the scientists in the field don't like the human vocal gibberish because they say you can get a false negative. For example, someone may be giving the name Diane and there's a uh, sound and I think it's Diana. So, you know, oh, yeah. they often like you to, you, do, Vicky calls it transform EVP. And I said, well, what's transform EVP? She said, an EVP that's formed from something that had no language, no vocal in it. So I started experimenting with water going down the bathtub drain, oh, with um, wow. scratch, scratching my finger on my computer by, the, um, by where the internal mic is. And I have yeah. EVPs from so many different sound sources, but... You know, it sounds like the bathtub drain is speaking. <laughs> it's very, very funny. <laughs> um, but in fact, it, the, the one thing it requires is your desire to communicate and their desire to communicate back with us. We do nothing but we play the sound, we put on the recording, we can ask a question like, can I speak with Danny? And then we let the recording run for 15 seconds. And then I might say, um, Danny, how are you today? Or whatever you'd want to ask. And then you let that record, you let the sound source and the recording run without speaking. Because if we speak, we drown out the EVP. That's oh, the yeah. easy part. The hard part is going through the recordings second by second. Because mm -hmm. understandably, let's say your child or your loved one says, I love you, but you're running the whole recording at once. You can't really hear it because what it, it's like you hear, love you, yeah, yeah, in with the gibberish. So what I started doing was highlighting, and this is all demonstrated on the YouTube video, and all the links to that are at my website under the EVP line link. Um, I started highlighting two to three seconds at a time, and going through two to three seconds at a time. And when I heard a word I could recognize, I'd expand the highlight. 
And once it got back into nothing but gibberish, then I knew the EVP was contained in maybe two or three seconds. And the slide, the, the YouTube video shows you then how to take that little section and save that, save that EVP without having to save all of the gibberish as well. But that is time consuming. I mean, just imagine a four minute recording going by two, three seconds at a time. Oh, cool. Yeah. It, it, it just takes hours, and I used to be up at 1 a.m. doing readings for people, and I'd be like, I just got to find one more. It gets very addicting, you know, because oh, you um, – I can imagine. So you channel, once too. You, you're a medium. Well, I didn't know that I was, but what actually ended up happening was I started experimenting with – um, electronic, purely electronic sound sources created by a fellow named Keith Clark, who's an EVP mm-hmm. and ITC researcher who has his own website called iDigitalMedium.com. And I downloaded mm. something onto my computer that he calls Michael, which is just sound like, ah, ah, no words, no vocals. <laughs> and I slowed it down quite a bit because EVPs mm-hmm. come in very quickly, and I started hearing yes. 100%, 100% of the words. But oh, wow. since How do no you slow it down? Well, it's all in the recording program, and I, oh, okay. I teach that I in, in, in the YouTube video. It'll, there's this uh, thing you go up to, and you hit it, and it says speed, and then, I mean, it's all there in the YouTube oh, video. Okay. It's, okay. So, you know, I don't want to take up your listeners' time with that, because they would, if they really are serious, they can find the keys to the driver's seat at, at my website. But to go into all that detail now we just you know take be too time consuming but um, oh yeah no when i started course, using yeah, michael when i started using michael i not only could hear every word but i if i saw the question i would hear my question in the sound source oh, and then spirit wow. was answering me back in real time and so I didn't know what to call it, though, because my friend Vicky said that's not technically EVP, Sherry, because EVP should produce audible clips that others can hear. So I'm sure you all have heard of Wendy Zamet. She's a wonderful, oh, yeah. wonderful lady who, Victor, who yeah, runs sure, all those. Sure. Well, Wendy said, let's call it electronic assisted clear audience readings because I am using I am using an electronic source to assist me but they're telling me that it's clear audience that's allowing me to hear it even my spirit team says that they don't know how I can hear it because it sounds like chicken scratch to them (laughs) but um, (laughs) apparently I get the word in my head a split second before I hear it in the sound source and they say that's why I'm able to make the word out Um, And I always had that. I just didn't trust it. So for me, having the electrical sound source gives me confidence because if it just comes into my head, I go, well, is that from spirit or is that me making it up? And I was always like that with this kind of information. And so for me, right. So this is like, I get the thought, but then it's confirmed. And so I started using Michael, and instead of sending people 25 or 30 audible clips, I would send them two typewritten pages. I would literally take dictation. Danny would bring the child forward, and they would dictate, and I would just take the words down. But then I realized that parents were disappointed that they couldn't hear anything themselves. So now... I will oh, also yeah. run a short, a gibberish file for two minutes and, and get a handful of audible clips for them to hear as well. That but I do think so I should mention. 
Yeah. It's it's Go wonderful ahead. and it's it, it's wonderful and I'm very happy about it that I feel that it's my I must in order to be fully responsible come out and let people know that once I got this sound source that was so free, you know, that I could just go back and forth, um, that I did run into some interference. Um, I am not that most, uh, you know, I'm not always the most careful book read person. If I had been, I would have read that it is documented that there are sometimes mischievous spirits that are called imposters. Oh yeah. That will get yeah. that will get onto your line and will give you false information. And yeah, me you have just to have being a, so a, a prayer, an intent prayer, of course. Well, yeah. I've just I have just made a a video of my own um ritual that I do now. Um, before I open up my line, which involves prayer, involves light, involves, you know, calling in the four directions, the, the archangels. I mean, I, I never open my line now without adequate preparation, but let me tell you, I learned the hard way. I was a couple of years ago, I had these characters on the line saying that they were my healer, Harry Edwards, who is my main guide now, and that they were Danny. And, of course, being Miss Naivete over here, I didn't know because the voice is the same, and you can't see them. So, in Uh, essence, you know, how was I to know? And so I started getting pretty upset because they were telling me lies, the things that were very upsetting, and I didn't know what the truth was. And eventually I went to a really... Yeah, so, some people have found an Eric imposter um, that was very upsetting. Uh-huh. Well. Yeah, like, it uh, is. It like, really Eric is. is He's a devil. No, that's not him, man. Well, um, exactly. We, we, I yeah. finally, I finally, I was in such a bad shape it, a couple of years ago. My brother, who could see that was going on with me, was not good, insisted that I go to Santa Fe and spend a few days with a friend of his, Linda, who knows a great deal about what is I've now learned is called psychic attack. And she mm. took me to another woman and they worked on me and they said that they cleared me of negative, you know, entities that were hanging Attachment. around me. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I go there once a year now, every year. And of course I'm so happy when, when Deborah says you are clean, but you know, no problems anymore, you, you know, but still I go every year because I do so much work in this field and I just want that extra assurance that I am strongly in the light because, because again, you don't, you know, the voice, especially when you use an electronic sound source without any human vocal, the voice doesn't mm. change. I've had a lot of parents tell me they can hear their own child's voice in it, oh, not God, all of yeah. the clips I have sent, but in some of them. And that's what convinced my husband that I wasn't off, like, needing my feet yeah. to be held to the ground because he heard Danny's voice in a few clips, and he said, okay, she's getting yeah. through, that's my son. So, you know, it, it was so thrilling, but then I really did not have the knowledge and the wisdom to understand when I was being taken in, and I understand now. And, and I was just on a Zoom meeting a global Zoom meeting with Wendy Zamet and her group, and a woman came on and said, well, I don't think you should tell that to beginners because you'll just frighten them off. And I said, you know what? I don't feel responsible to teach this without telling people that, you know, Right, we wouldn't go into a foreign not. country, get out in the middle of the night, pitch dark, and jump in the back of anybody's no. car and let them drive us exactly. off. Exactly. So it's 
common yeah. sense spirituality means not exactly. everybody in spirit is well intentioned. And so yeah, I now I do know. an enormous amount of prayer and preparation to be certain that I will only connect with the greatest, highest good and, and that others will exactly. not come on the line. And so I do this work now. I do readings for people. Of course, my waiting list is from here, the kingdom come, because I don't charge for yeah, my work, fortunately. I, yeah, that's amazing. But you should. Anyway, we're going to take callers here pretty soon. But I, I okay. Think should, um, should be, we should devote yeah. a, another uh, radio show to you because you have so much to share. One thing I want to say before oh, taking callers is that Eric's EVPs are so clear. It's just mm-hmm. amazing. I mean, isn't I it? Said, it's uh, amazing, love right? Love you, Eric. And then Eric says, "Love you, mom," like that. I mean, or when he said millions, no, and then Jamie says he's calling <laughs> the millions. It's really interesting. But anyway, so yeah. uh, Eric, Michelle, are you guys ready to take callers? And you, uh, of course, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see who we got here. Um, we have somebody in the seven seven zero, uh, seven seven zero zero area code. Uh, can't stop. Hello, today. hi, Hello. how are you doing? Hello, I'm good. How are you guys? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Who are you? The ladies are fine tonight. Fantastic. What's Hello? your first name? Hello. Maddie. Hi. Hi, Maddie. My name what is Maddie. I'm calling from Georgia. Hi, Maddie. Hi, how are you? Hi, Good. Maddie. Good. Great. Great. Fantastic. Sherry, are you doing readings? I'm always doing readings. <laughs> if you're interested, yeah. if you're interested yeah, in a really reading, you can get it all. You can, but I I wanted to know uh, if you could I think you you uh you channel your sign right am I what I read is that correct? Well, Danny is Danny comes through, but um, I you know who, whoever he brings to the reading is who comes through for their their loved one for their parents. And, yeah. you, you know, I mean Danny doesn't speak for them. Um, I'm told that he has to bring them to the North American station and sometimes teach them how to concentrate their thoughts into this device that then somehow um, picks up their thoughts so that I can then hear it on my end and interpret it. But um, it isn't just Danny that's channeling. It's everybody who gets brought in for a reading. He has told me if a child is a member of the prayer registry, then it's simple for him to find them. But he says he can find almost anybody. But, um, of course, for children, it's great. Yeah, great if they're members of the prayer registry because then he says that they have a prayer registry domain where they all meet up and hang out. And so um, it's easy easy for him to find anybody that's, associated with you know the prayer registry so if you're interested you just have to go to my website and there's a contact sherry uh link and it gives you my um email address so you know you anyone can reach me i'm very easy to reach you're so awesome and it's s-h-e-r-i-p-e-r-l.com maddie do you have another question like a question for eric or anything or um, yeah, I just wanted to know if if, if, the, if there's a message for me. Eric, what you got for well, her? I, ooh, 
okay, let's see here. Okay, so first of all, Maddie, Eric says hello, and he's just hello. extending his arm out to you. He wants to shake your hand. He's shaking your hand like it's really nice to meet you. Um, okay, let's just see what, what Eric's got going on for you here. Okay, so the first thing he said was sugar. He's talking about sugar. And he said, okay, do you have, do you have um, diabetes or anything with sugar? I do not. He's showing me processed sugar. He's saying, <clears throat> I eat very little sugar because I'm kind of like a health nut. Hmm. Are you needing maybe a little sweetening up? Have you been feel Have you been feeling Have you been feeling uh, kind of out of sorts lately? No, but you know what? You mentioned sugar. I get up for my daughter about sugar. Oh, uh, I got up. Uh huh. I got uh-huh. up for her about sugar today. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. She's uh she's addicted to sugar. Okay. 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 So, yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So this um, is for the daughter. Yes, my daughter. Yeah. yeah. She loves she loves ice cream, cookies, sugar. Mm. So um he's just saying okay. Because he's showing me, um, when he showed me sugar, he just gave me, uh, I get a sensation that kind of drops in me, which makes me feel like something's bothering me or something's upset. And that's why I asked you if you were feeling down or if something was, was at you. And when you just said your daughter, he isolated right into her. And he just said, first of all, not to stress too much about it. Um, she's going okay. to, um, he's, he's saying, I know you worry about her, and I know that you want the absolute best for her. And he's talking about you know the benefits. You know the benefits of what you do for yourself. And so he's right, just yes. saying to to be as easy as you can, meaning uh, like picture battles one thing at a time. And he says do your best to encourage the choices that she makes when she's making better choices for herself. Because right now he says she's closing up. She's putting her hands over her ears and just not absorbing the information. It's kind of like a nagging feeling to her. And she wants to feel better. Um, he's showing me that she's got, I know she's got a little bit of depression or she's just been feeling kind of, Love. she doesn't have the, the same energy. That, that That's maybe very true. Did. Yeah. Is so that related she said to that the she sugar? wants change. Yes, he said that um, her her eating, um, what she's ingesting, uh, he's also saying that she's a very um, uh, open, um, uh, empathy. He's, like, showing me emotions, that she's very tuned in energetically. So um, as we are transitioning, he's showing me her light body, her physical body, everything's changing. And the foods that she is accustomed to eating is not processing the same in her body as it would have before. Oh, and this happens for a lot of us. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. And he's saying, but for her in wow, particular. Wow, I need her to oh, listen. Sorry? Well, I mean, I maybe, need to bring, Eric, you I need to have you. her to pull this up and let yeah. her listen to this. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'll post yes. it on, the, uh, on social media uh, tomorrow and the blog Friday or whenever. The, yeah. yeah. So she has, she has fry boards. And she she had a procedure um, done um, a 
uh, it's been about a month now, where um, they go through your arm, a vein, and they inject the mm-hmm. uh, the medicine, and it'll take about 30 to 60 days before the fibroids pass, and that is one mm-hmm. of the things that a significant other told me that the doctor told her to stay away from sugar and all of that because for it to work, and that's why I was I was after her today about sugar, and she got mm-hmm. very upset and hung her phone up on me. So that's that's, what, that's where Michelle's mm-hmm. taking up mm-hmm. the nagging. All right, mm-hmm. Maddie, put mm-hmm. the next caller, baby, okay? All right, thank, thank you. you, Maddie. Good luck. Bye-bye. 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 fire under her daughter, Eric, and Danny. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, they're okay. working together some... over here. But yes, they are. Okay, we have somebody from the 647 area code. Hi there. How you doing? Hi, Elise and Michelle and Sherry. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. My name is Renata, sure. and um, I'm 42, and I just went through two miscarriages, uh, one in November and one last month, early April. And mm-hmm. the first one was kind of shocking, came out of nowhere and surprised me. I just, I know it's, you know, common, but it, it shocked me. The second of one course, made me course. more, like, angry. I'm more angry. And I was so yeah. scared with the second that I was using my crystals. I was meditating. I was praying, like, to everyone, like, daily. And I still miss Carrie. Wait, wait, wait. I'm so sorry. Did they check you? That's so Did they hard. check you for an- It is. Did they I'm, check you for anti-cardiolipin antibodies? I don't know. I'm going through all the hormonal checking right now. I'm going through what they call the investigation cycle. And um, my boyfriend is also, you know, going through his examinations with his hormones and stuff like that. Uh, We're still waiting for all the results of that. But my question is, I'm starting to get a little bit depressed and feeling hopeless. And I wanted to know if it was going to happen and if it was going to actually stick and we were going to have a healthy baby. Yes. From Eric. Okay. Hi, oh Renata, um, sweetie. Eric is just so loving towards you, and he's got mm-hmm. his arm around you. And he first wants to let you know that you are going to have a baby. He said you will be a mother. Um, he said that this is one of these situations in life that, as a human being, it can be very difficult for us to wrap our mind around why we experience the things that we do. And he said, but in particular, um, and he's got the energy here. Um, the energy is actually the same. It's not two separate souls. It's the same soul. So this soul wow. has come in in two separate occasions. The first occasion was like a preview, was like, a, I just want to check this out. I want to see what's going on here. And the Aww. second one Eric says it, it was a little bit of excitement. It's not quite time yet. And this one's a little bit like, I want to, I want to get going. Um, what Eric is saying is you're going to have your hands full with this one. So he says, this has been the same soul coming in. So he wants to remind you that the body and the, the soul of the, the baby, the, the little soul, the spirit that's coming in, it's sometimes they don't even come in till the very end. The, the soul doesn't come right in until the actual baby is born. So Eric says that the the soul itself is waiting and ready to come to you. What you are learning 
and what you and your partner are understanding is loss, grief. Um, you're also understanding that right now is about surrender. It's about surrendering to the things that we don't have all control over. But Eric said that yeah. this is a process that you're going through. And in every moment that you're going through, there are doors opening for you for ideas, for um, opportunities to understand more. But he says you are going to be parents. You are going to have a baby. And he said the best thing that you could do for yourself right now is release any guilt, release the grief, because all of this is very much part of your life plan. And my goodness, he is so compassionate with you and just so loving. You know, we're talking about he, a, he really a biologic, pain. I just wanted to say another thing, too. She'll have a baby. She'll have a baby. Oh. Will it be a biologic baby or an adoptive baby? Adoptive That's baby. what I was going to bring up. Oh. Uh, can I can I add something? Um, yes. You know, I I adopted all of my children. Um, after all the years of illness I had, there's just was so much scar tissue from all the mm-hmm. surgery, mm. and I never conceived. And I have no question in my mind though that the souls that were meant to be with me came to me through another means. And yeah, I always tell course. people to mm-hmm. just to make up your mind that you're going to be a mother. Whichever way it comes to you, that's not to say that it will not come through you biologically. It very may well. But in my case, I'm telling you that I, after, you know, after all I've gone through with Dan and now that we're so close, I I fully understand that, that the spirit that is meant to be with you will come to you, whether it comes through someone else carrying it. And it's... Children come to their parents through all kinds of means. And exactly. the only thing that matters is that you get your baby. So what I also yeah. tell people is take the pressure off yourself. Make it yeah. clear yeah. that you're going to be a mom one way or another and pursue a, a, any kind of possibility because that soul wants to come to you. And if, in fact, it's going to come through another person carrying it, it will not be the wrong soul. It just doesn't no, work so, that way. And Eric, what right. do you think? So, Eric, is it is it going to be a biological oh, baby uh, or a adopted baby, or does it matter? He's not. He's and not I'm, I'm disclosing. He's not. And and I just and I'll add that too because um, Eric just said it's not. Everything is not completely set in stone, but the soul coming to you as a as your baby is set in stone. So right, he right. just said that to give you. Yes. So he, yeah. exactly, he says it couldn't have been said any better. And Sherry, I believe you were channeling, saying all of that. Wow, because that's awesome. exactly what was coming out of Eric. So well, like, that's that. exactly so what was. So yeah, was that going to be set in stone for me biologically? You were saying, Michelle. Um, no, Eric was saying it's not something that is always that it's always part of your plan. Um, and set in stone saying that leave all of your options open. And it doesn't mean that it's a no. It doesn't mean saying that is a no. But sometimes there's a part of your plan is the element of what you're experiencing. And by giving you that information, that could take away from part of your life plan and and all of it. So that part is not released. 
Okay, and Eric can comment on what I'm about to say, but as a doctor, when I hear somebody has recurrent miscarriages, it gives me right. a lot of hope because that's almost always a antiphospholipid, uh-huh. anti-cardiolipid a- antibody situation, and that's actually pretty easy to take care of. Uh, yes. Well, baby that's, aspirin we're waiting for the every, wait, 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 a baby aspirin, hang on, hang on, a, yeah. a baby aspirin every day for the first uh, trimester or LDN, low-dose naltrexone. I had this friend in Ireland who was trying to get pregnant, and she kept miscarrying, miscarrying, miscarrying. and I said, mm. take LDN, mm. take LDN, take LDN. Oh, my doctor doesn't believe in it, blah, blah, she doesn't know anything about it, so forget it. So finally, you know, she's 42, 43, something like that. And so she's just like, I'm going to fucking take LDN. And she got pregnant one way, and she's like six months pregnant. And the doctor confesses this is due to the LDN. And there's a doctor, Michael Doyle, in in Dublin, who that's that's his thing, LDN, to enhance fertility. So anyway, you need to email me, girl, because I need to talk to you. Yes. Emednews at gmail.com. Yeah. I've gotten so many Eric people saying, oh, adding. but I'm telling you. Renata, I just you. have so to tell you that, that as, as Elisa was talking, Eric was just adding, and mm-hmm. I, I feel, I can, I, I do feel that you will have a biological baby. Um, mm, but Eric was just saying that there will be some things that you'll have to do, and as soon as Elisa said LDN. He's like, bingo. I don't want to take something without my doctor telling me. So my, I'm waiting for results in the next month or so yeah. of my investigation. Oh my cycle. Okay, Will they find listen. something? No, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. If she or he refuses, you just do it without their permission because it's called the why not drug, okay? Because the safety okay. of this thing is so incredible. In fact, they did okay. a study on Crohn's, Sherry. It cures mm-hmm. kids with Crohn's disease. I mean, it's amazing. So, you know, just LDN, low-dose okay. wow. Just email me, okay? E-Medus at gmail.com, and I will give you some information because you're going to get – Yeah. Oh, do we yeah. have – one last thing. Do we have, do we have some kind of a time frame, something just so I can hang on to some hope? <laughs> It's not going to be very well, how fast long. Can you get on like LDN, you're not. Uh, yeah, Eric said that this is just a matter of process time. If and he's okay. like wink, wink. So. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. But okay. anyway, you can I, always, I always you, you can always get LDN. I you can always get LDN by googling. If she doesn't, if your doctor doesn't do it, you know, because Big uh-huh. Pharma doesn't want the doctors to know about this. Because it's right. so cheap, they can't make money on it. Then right. you well, can, can I get this in Canada? LDN can, doctor, huh? Can I get this? In, can I get it in Canada? Yeah. Yeah, you can. Tell them you can get it through telemedicine. You know. So okay. Uh oh, okay. I gotta go. All right, so guys, okay, thank, thank you very thank you much. So much. Uh, anyway, you betcha. Uh, sorry we didn't take too many calls, uh, but that's fine. We got the next week going on, so you guys connect with Sherry at. Sherry, S-H-E-R-I-P-E-R-L dot com. She's got healing uh, exercises and all sorts of stuff on her site. And also connect with Michelle Gray. Also oh, you. Oh, yeah, at the Healing H. Uh, on my computer. Dash. I bet you I that. Bye, everybody. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.